How can exceptional work be a curse? This is Founder Wisdom, where we'll answer that question by distilling advice from our founders and the books they recommend. Then we'll show you how we are applying that knowledge ourselves. I asked Barry Ritholtz, who created the podcast Masters in Business, what book I should recommend if I'm trying to understand the stock market. He recommended How We Know What Isn't So by Thomas Gilovich. Adrian was uh, wondering if we could do some banter. Bro, don't Before expose me episode. like that. Oh my god, like dude. what we oh did with god. Jessica. Don't expose me. Uh, <laughs> they're gonna think like everything in this podcast is like manufactured. Like, no, it's every not manufactured. No, that's what we're gonna say. We're gonna say, well, this banter is after everything we recorded, but I think it just shows. <laughs> Shows a little bit of me and Andrew before. Um, but now, let's talk about regression. Let's get it. <laughs> okay, that was good. Have you ever heard of the term regression? Regression? So, like, yeah. instead of, like, going forwards, you're kind of regressing back, going backwards. Like, you're not as, like, you're not being as good as you used to be. Getting worse. Exactly, exactly. And we're specifically going to be focusing on regression in terms of performance. And I think what's super interesting is people tend to be insufficiently conservative or regressive when making predictions. And one of the ways that this shows up is like uh, people think that the most representative son of a 6'5 father is a son that is also 6'5. But in reality, that height is reached by only a minority of such father's sons. The regression fallacy refers to the tendency of people in general to fail to recognize statistical regression when it occurs and instead try to explain observed phenomena with superfluous and complicated causal theories. Okay, what do you mean by like these like causal theories? Let's say you're like a performer or an athlete. All right. Generally, a lesser performance that follows a brilliant one is not attributed to them. Actually, just like getting bad. Yeah, it's not attributed to regression. What it's attributed to is, oh, that person was slacking off or that person didn't have the the right routine before. And so there's all these added components yeah. to explain away a lesser performance. It's a Pedro! Real Madrid yeah, that's, I mean, like, I catch myself doing that, like, when I watch soccer. I love soccer so much, and I love watching my teams play, like, every Saturday morning. And, like, when you see one player, like, have an excellent weekend, you're just like, oh, like, hell yeah, like, can't wait to see him next weekend. And then, like, they're not as good, and you had, like, this high expectation for them. And, like, my immediate thought is... Oh, they got bad. Like, they got bad within a week or they choked. That's so funny that you say that because, like, there is actually this super interesting example with Sports Illustrated, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And athletes were afraid of choking, specifically when they were represented on the Sports Illustrated cover. There's been a lot of talk this week about how the Astros could beat the Dodgers and the infamous Sports Illustrated curse. There was this medalist, it was in 1976, this Olympic medalist, Shirley Babashoff or something like that. 
and she would not get her picture taken before the 1976 Olympics because of this jinx supposedly that Sports Illustrated had. Because what would happen is athletes would have this incredible, noteworthy performance and then they would be asked to get on Sports Illustrated. But because it was noteworthy, it's like very, very hard to top that performance. And so their next performance would probably be less than noteworthy. And thus it was, oh, there is a curse <laughs> for being on Sports Illustrated. No, yeah, that happened to the same thing. I think it was like with the um, with the 2K titles, like NBA 2K titles, like there was a curse for it. Like whoever got the, oh, like, no way. whoever got the cover of like the game, like the next season, like they would do ass. We reward them for like being good but then we set that high expectation and sometimes we don't realize that like it's okay like they fluctuate it's it's mm. impossible to have to stay consistently at that exceptional level that we expected for them the, the, the most obvious examples definitely come from sports, mm-hmm. but I think we can also apply these kinds of lessons to the team because even within just work in general and, and, and performance in the workplace, there are going to be weeks or months even or, or projects in our case where someone just does exceptional work. Uh, when I think of it, I think of what we did with Jason Stapleton. Yeah. Matt just made an exceptional an exceptional, exceptional intro. I fly into Baghdad. The guy who handles all the logistics goes, oh, okay, yeah, we're going to send you up north. Just so you know, four guys got killed yesterday, and you're going to be a replacement. One day, we had a run to Parliament. And then I was like, all right, he's done it once. Each one's going to be a banger, right? I don't think that I should have thought like that. I, 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 although I know maybe know what it could be achievable, like I shouldn't expect it because of regression. Like mm-hmm. it, it, that that performance was exceptional, and and now you have to think about okay, like how can you push towards that exceptional behavior without maybe necessarily expecting it? If that makes sense, I don't. It's hard to strike that balance because you want to push your team to like uh, surpass their own boundaries and their own expectations. But how do we like do that and encourage that without like having them like psych themselves out being like, okay, now I have to reproduce this level of work every week. And that's something I cannot do, you know? Mm. I think it's making it seem less like the observed phenomena is coming from complicated causal theories, right? Going back to that, that, that phrasing that we use. So that performance is not due to some divine inspiration there are reasons that it was so good and i think if you can look at the look at what was done and boil it down to its essential components like what about this made it so incredible Mm then I think it seems more attainable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Right? Maybe it's something that they didn't recognize themselves. And that's why I think yeah. it's like really good to go ahead and explain that. Because they'll be like, okay, like, oh, the reason why this was so good is because I just did these basic things. Okay, like, that's easy. I can go ahead and do that again. If you make it explainable in their head, there's less weight on that. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, I have to be inspired. Or I, I was like on a hot streak this week. You know, there, there's less weight on those intangible support structures. I mean, even if they like they end up getting lucky, like you're explaining how they can go ahead and like reproduce that work. And it's just like, okay, I can go ahead and do that. Like if I did it once, I can go ahead and do it again. So when you see exceptional work, make sure you identify the essential components of that work and try to make it repeatable. Try to make it easily accessible. 
you'll find that the work will improve week over week. If you have any questions or comments, DM us on Instagram and let us know how you are using this piece of founder wisdom. That was sick.